This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com. This is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and some really interesting people in the studio. Thank you all for coming to be with us. This is Unradio. This is Unscripted. And this morning, this is without a doubt uncensored. So we are talking about what happens when BDSM goes wrong, the dark side of fetish play. So WhatsApp us, your questions, your comments, your experience, 079-748-2090. And all the people here are going to answer your questions and reply to your comments and have an interesting discussion. Mistress Paige, it's really cool. It's been a long time since you've been here. It has been two years ago, I think, for Sex Bar. Was have? the last time I was here. Really? Isn't yes. that long? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's way well, too good long. good to be here again. So we will fix that and make sure you come back again. Thank you. Advocate A, very cool that you came to join us. Thank Morning. you. Thank you. So you have to talk really close to the microphone as if you're going to give it a big smooch. <laughs> Morning. So you're an advocate and you're involved in the fetish world. Yes. So you're straddling both sides. Both sides of the line, which is fantastic. Thank you. Goddess D. It's Jotty. Very cool. Thank you. You were the inspiration for this show. Correct. Absolutely. So this is obviously something really important to you. It is. Cool. And Trevor. It is always cool to be with you. Thanks, John. Likewise. Okay, so let us do this first and see if you guys are smart. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Gobstopper. Dirty dictionary word. Gobstopper. Any idea what a gobstopper is? Or what gobstoppers are, actually? Ball gag, penis, um, tennis ball, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I see exactly. That's your frame of reference. We get it, but you are off track for this one. Okay, Advocate A, any no idea, idea what a gobstopper is? No idea. Okay. No idea. I'm sort of going through chewing gums in my mind. and No, no, no <laughs> any idea. Any idea what a gobstopper is or gobstoppers are? Nothing. I was going on what Miss Press Page was thinking. <laughs> okay. So that's where your guys' minds go. We get it. Okay. No in yeah. So stick around and we will tell you what a gobstopper is at the end of the show. And in the meantime, message what you think a gobstopper is or gobstoppers are. Zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. We'd love to hear what you think a gobstopper is. It took me by surprise, this one. I thought, okay. hmm. Has it anything okay. to do with the mouth? Actually, it does not. Hmm. So it's on the face, like a little bit further north is a clue. Nose. So, nope, a little bit further north. Eyes. Yeah, kind of. 
It's an old bizarre okay. one from the world of porn, but it made me chuckle. it in the eye? Yeah, you're kind of getting on the right track. You're getting there. We're A in the sexy, ballpark. naked chick walking by. No, we're near. Now you're <laughs> further away again. You've got to be lateral in your thinking with this one. Very lateral indeed. So, the world of bondage is always fascinating, and it's always it's a minefield very often. How do we negotiate this minefield? Tell us where this whole thing came from. Um, okay, I'll start. Um, basically, for the last seven years, I've been fighting a battle within the, the community, more specifically in Johannesburg, about the issue of safety within BDSM. So what where does the, that mean exactly? Um, well, l- let's look at it from both a party social element and from mm. a private play element. So from a social element, you know, all I'm seeing is, is people, these young little girls walking into these clubs, clueless, haven't done their homework, haven't done any form of research, and go, play with me, play with me, play with me, and then some dimly dom, and I call them dimly doms because they actually haven't a clue as to what BDSM is supposed to be about. They find these little girls, and they either use and abuse them and just dump them or they um they hurt them physically and don't take responsibility for any sort of nerve damage or issues that might come up they don't take responsibility for sub drop which is when you you sort of come down from your high because bdsm creates a a psychological high Mm -hmm. like a runner's high or an energizer bunny high um and people are being hurt and it's gotten to the stage now where they are doing things where someone is going to die in terms of waterboarding, like Guantanamo Bay style, uh, pellet guns up close and personal, no armor, no, no gear, no safety, no medic on site if something does go wrong. And it's become, it's become like a, a mission for me now to get these idiots to actually understand that if something goes wrong, every single one of us within that space is actually held accountable because we've allowed it to happen. Mm. Even though we, we, we're, we're supposed to work under the ethos of safe, sane, and consensual, um, it's certainly not safe. It's certainly not sane. And that, that they're not understanding that in, an, in, a, in a space of 80 people, every single, need, every single person there needs to actually consent to that pellet gun being used, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if the law has changed within the last sort of seven years, but from from a from a dominatrix point of view, um, you know, I have I've always sort of maintained it that I don't care what you want if it, if I don't think that it's safe, I ain't gonna do it because mm. if you die, I'm not going to jail because that I mean it's happened overseas, you know, BDSM is is considered assault. And a, a lot of dominatri- dominatrixes overseas have actually ended up in jail because their client has died in their dungeon. Hmm. And I'm concerned. I'm really, really, really concerned. Hmm. So, firstly, these people who are walking in, these little girls, as you yeah. say, where are they coming from? Is this like triggered by Fifty Shades? By Very much so. It's, that it's, kind it's, of it ethos. Has been, it has been triggered by Fifty Shades. Hmm. So they're walking into these these social environments, looking for their own very. Very own little Christian Grey. He does not exist, ladies. Not in South mm. Africa, he doesn't. Um, and they, firstly, I mean, they're underage. Yes, they, they, they are legal to have sex, 
but from a, an emotional and mental point of view, BDSM internationally, it's 25 is kind of where you you should be starting mm. at because you've developed a little bit more emotionally and mentally. Um, so they're coming and they're 18. They're, they're fudging their age and they're, they're walking in the door and they're, they're putting themselves in harm's way. Okay, and the doms who are <laughs> responding to this, so I'm putting that yes, in inverted yes. commas, have they had any kind of experience, any kind of mentorship? Training or is it just the same kind of thing? I'm a dom because I want to be because it's cool. Look, if, I mean, if you go on to um, it's a website called fetlife.com, mm. all right, and you you will find profiles of 21 master. At 21, the only thing you're a master of is your own erection. That's it. I mean, you have and not that's doubtful that's too. Doubtful. Yes, and that's doubtful <laughs> as well. Um, you know, you. I mean, I'm a dominatrix and I still don't consider myself a master. I learn every single day. Mm. I research every single day. Um, so yes, they, I call them dimly doms because number one, they, they're using this platform to get laid mm. without actually understanding the psychological sort of impact that BDSM has. And BDSM is about the mind fuck, not the physical fuck. It's about the, the, the journey, not the destination. And they, they are hurting people. Not only physically, but the, these girls are being hurt or these, these subs are being hurt emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of those things, which BDSM is supposed to be a healing space. Mm. It's supposed to be a form of therapy. Um, you know, I mean, I have many a client that come to me instead of going to a therapist, they come to me because they, they feel safe. They can talk about, you know, what their fetish is or what it is that their wife doesn't understand, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they can leave feeling, Okay, you know what? I feel relieved. I feel a little bit better to cope. You know, I'll, I'll see, I'll see Paige again in a month, you know, when, when I start dipping mm. again. Um, and, and these, these doms have done no homework. You know, they say they've been mentored, you know, um, what? A whole of five months. Do you know? It's, 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 it's unbelievable what is going on. Mm. And it's, um, I, I just wish Fate Life wouldn't, wouldn't put it out there that you actually have to label yourself. Because it's one of the prerequisites of, you know, I'm a dom, I'm a mistress, I'm mm. a master, I'm a whatever, whatever, whatever. So people feel that they have to label themselves and they're labeling themselves incorrectly. Mm. Um, and I personally, I don't trust a single one of them, not one. Mm. I hear the, the, mm. the passion and the, the it's, anger that it's you very, have for I'm this. very yeah. passionate about it, John. See, I've been fighting this battle for seven years mm. and anybody who fights against the system gets either worked out um, you know, I've, I've posted a couple of chapters in the last couple of months. Since then, I have been threatened. I have had veiled threats. I have been physically assaulted, thrown up against a wall um, to stop writing. I have had the a lot of people sort of like hounding me, harassing phone calls, harassment emails, etc., etc., etc. Because they honestly, they 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 really they don't want the truth to come out, and I'm not going to let this go. I'm not. So the fascinating thing is it's supposed to be a space of openness, of communication, Absolutely. of boundaries. Because, Absolutely. And I've quoted this often, that if you want to learn about sexual communication and authenticity, look to the world of bondage because of the consent, the discussion that's been had I'll before an, certain plays. I'll give you another instance. Um, like I've, I've switched three times with locals, okay? I give you 27 pages of information as to what I like, what I don't like, mm. what are my hard limits, etc., etc., etc. The one dimly dom turned around for one of my hard limits and said, don't worry, you'll eventually get there. No, I won't, dude. 
you will not do that. That's, that's a hard limit for me. Mm. You know what I mean? And like my aftercare requirements are very, very, very specific. I was left on a tiled floor by myself while the asshole went to go and have a shower instead of taking care of me first. Mm. And what they don't seem to understand is, is that it's not, it's not about you, you jackass. I don't care if you're dominant, if you call yourself a master, whatever. It's not about you. It's about the submissive and mm. their needs and their requirements first. First and foremost. That is rule number one. Mm. It is the only rule. And they're not, they, they, they just don't get it. And then, then you get a, oh, I forgot. Oh, I don't know what I, you know, whatever. You know, some lame excuse. Mm. So there's not a lot of consciousness. In no. So mm. yes, yes, there's supposed to be that communication, but they don't actually take the time to actually read those 27 pages, sh- make it short, you know, short it down, short it down into bullet points of this is what needs to happen pre, during and post play. Um, and then, then you get a lame excuse. Oh, well, I forgot when, you know, you, you having sub drop for five days and you're crying and you feel like you've been damaged. You're bleeding from places that you shouldn't be bleeding because they decided, well, your hard limit is you'll eventually get there in inverted commas. It's disgusting. And yes, I'm very passionate about this. I can hear that. Mm. Advocate A, what does the law say about, about BDSM play? Well, it's interesting. There's no reported cases in South Africa on the topic. Mm. And uh, I know these ladies know about the case in mm. Canada, for example, where the guy mm. got, I think, 34 months imprisonment after uh, BDSM play. Mm. Because in Canada, you cannot consent to be assaulted. When the assault leads to bodily harm, you co- cannot consent mm. to it. So regardless of what you agree to, the law says else. The law says something else. Yeah, in that case specifically in Canada, the jury was actually instructed to ignore the defence of consent because you can't consent mm. to be assaulted. I think South Africa's law is a little bit different. Um, I think our constitution allows a lot more that you've got the right to do with your body what you want to. Mm. Abortion, for example. Um, I think if you look at the sports law. If you're a rugby player or boxer, if you're going to a rugby match, you assume a certain amount of risk that you may be assaulted. And you'll never see a criminal prosecution mm. of the rugby match if there was a fight or whatever. Mm. I think similarly in, in the BDSM field, where there's consent, and that's, I think, the main thing that Ms. Page also said is consent. Now, you have two problems I see in the BDSM world that might lead to problems. The one is where the dom or the master exceeds that hard limits or the hard nose. But then you sort of a situation where the victim is going to have to testify. Yes, I consented to being tied up. I consented to be flogged, mm. whipped, whatever. Even vaginal sex was okay. But then my heart now was, for example, anal sex. And now the dom did this. Yeah, I don't think you can get much sympathy from a court in those circumstances. Yeah, it's fascinating because it puts it in the line with a lot of rape victims yes. um, who went to a sexually to a sexually charged environment. Yes. They were skimpily dressed. So in essence, they are being put on trial for what yeah. they did yes. um, yeah. for somebody else not understanding and not being conscious enough. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think the other risk for the more from the master or the dom's perspective. And I think we need to include mistresses in this and because yeah. we just need to be clear that we're covering the spectrum here. Yes. And yes. it's not just yes. it's not just male dominance. Yes, yes. Mm. Of course. Um. And I think the risk for, for the dominant person in the relationship is when it goes bad, when they terminate the relationship, if they haven't built up the slave or the sub to a level where they are able to survive afterwards. Mm. I mean, I've, see, I've heard stories about uh, the sub can't get up in the morning because he or she hasn't been told to get up. Uh, they can't get dressed because they haven't been told what to dress. And I think that's important for the dominant person to, to, to heal 
Yes. The person mm. up to a point where they can go on. But what often happens now is you sit with a submissive that wasn't wasn't taken through that process. And then there becomes this resentment when the relationship mm. terminates. And they can mm. be stalking of the, the, the dominant person. Criminal charges can be laid, which is also something that has to be looked at. It's not just from the submissive's point of view. Yeah, so it's very much people need to understand the roles and the boundaries of these roles. Yes. No, and that's not happening. Definitely. Oh. And I've, I've discussed it with them many times. How do you solve this? Um, mm. It often happens in, in private rooms. Yeah. Even if there's a dungeon master, mm. he, he might not be able to see what's going on in the room. Often the submissive would be tied up, gagged. You know, that safe word cannot necessarily be said. A yeah. good dominant person will know and read the body of the body language of the slave or the sub. So there's training and experience that needs to be a part of this whole journey. And I suggested to the ladies here that one possible answer is to get the dominant people to be certified. Mm. Which I'm planning to do Mm. in, I'm starting to, I'm working on a, like I'm going to call it the 12 step program. Um, You've got to go through 12 sort of training workshops, intensive workshops with Mm. me and you will get graded. By your, by your peers and by, by sort of the, the, what I consider the good dominance, which I'm going to start next year. Um, and yes, it's going to upset the apple cart a lot. But at least then, you know, when, when, when I get people emailing me or SMSing me and saying, you know, number one, where can I find a good dom? I mean, at the moment, I'm like, well, there's no one that I can actually refer you to, but barring myself. And literally, I, I have only so much time in my day. And, and secondly, you know, uh, when they say, well, you know, we want to, we want to get involved in the scene and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what parties can we go to? And I'm saying, well, there are two that are running, but I don't suggest you actually go there because you're not going to be safe. You're not going to be taken care of because they, 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 they don't care. They and really don't care. And I think also people who step into this or want to step into the scene don't always know what it is that they're no, looking they for. Don't. So I remember a while ago, somebody said, can you recommend a, a dom to me? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so I know different people who do different things and specialize in different avenues. What is it that mm. you're looking for? Mm. Bo- uh, and her answer was bondage and domination. So it's like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. So people don't know within no, themselves they no, what they they're don't. looking they for. They haven't a clue. They really, really don't. And, and only a good dominant will actually sit them down and mm. start actually breaking that down and saying, mm. okay, you want bondage. What kind of bondage? Where exactly do you want to see yourself in five years' time? In terms of domination, do you know what domination actually means? Mm. You know, domination is you get down on your all fours and the, you crawl around. You know what I mean? And, do, and domination is not something that you can teach. Do you know, it's a, it's a, it's got to be part of your character that you can actually like be forceful enough, not, to, but, but not forcing your dominant, mm. your dominance on someone else. Mm. I mean, I, I can look across the room at my sub and give him one look and he'll drop to the floor. You, you know what I mean? You you can't teach mm. that, but it's these. Uh, what all I'm seeing is is that we are we are surrounded in a in a in a culture where the the men they see sort of submission as a weakness, so that they they will never submit, um, especially to a strong woman like myself and and like Goddess D, etc. etc. Um, so they use BDSM as an excuse to abuse. Mm. So they've they've abused in vanilla. And then they come into this scene and say, well, this gives me extra license now to get hold of some, some young woman who doesn't know what she's doing and, and break her and abuse her. Because a lot of people that come into BDSM, they, they're looking to be 
rescued. They're looking to be healed. They're looking to get over their stuff. Meanwhile, they should actually be seeing a therapist mm. because this lifestyle is brutal. Mm. I remember years ago um, when I first started exploring, I met a woman who was working as a dominatrix, and she said something that stuck with me was that anybody can hurt anybody from a physical point of view. Yeah. But to understand somebody's mind and get into that space yes. is a whole different world. Yes. And that really opened my understanding. Mm. And that was a long time ago when I didn't know a whole lot. Mm. Um, and it really stuck with me as to that's where the power is mm. and learning that over mm. the years. Yeah. What triggered this for you? Um, on my side, I think it, it comes to something that you and I share about mm. being aware and being present at all times. And attending parties, one, on the basis of allowing some swingers, which are considered vanilla in the BDSM world, to go with a familiar face to the BDSM parties. And with regards to Trevor helping out with the LGBT community as well, going into the BDSM parties. Mm. And sitting and observing how people were not being aware and not being present and not being acknowledging their responsibility in the role. A submissive can give consent to a flogging, for example. But then the 10 minutes before the flogging happens, she's downing three tequilas, at which point in any legal ramification, if something goes wrong, her consent could not have been given. Mm. And people are turning a blind eye to the situation, um, watching the same thing with regards to doms who now have to be doubly present in the situation. You now, you're in a public environment, you've got the pressure of people watching you. Yeah, so it's a big ego boost. But now you have alcohol in your system and possibly drugs. more drugs. How can you be totally aware with being aware of everybody around you to watch those nuances in your submissive, to know when you're going too mm. far, to know when to pull back? And again, as, as Mistress Page said, watching the newbies come in and some, and watching them not be, nobody's taking them under their wings. Nobody's like bringing them along carefully. Nobody's saying to look, you know what, for maybe for the first three months, Let's not do a play. Let's say to you, just observe, watch, get to know people. Mm. You're finding them on the first night doing three different plays. Yeah. And you think, and, and who's people, actually are, looking, people are looking for experiences. Yes. They're looking yes. for the quick thing. They're yes. looking for the thrill. Yes. They're not looking for a journey yeah. to yeah. explore. Yeah. They want something that says, yeah, I got tied up and somebody spanked me at a bondage party and it's kind of ticked yeah. off the bucket list yeah. and mm. I was cool or mm. it wasn't. I mean, one lady I spoke with have had a, a very scary first time mm. experience And then it turns out Afterwards in chatting to her You know Offline on WhatsApp And everything else She had come into BDSM As a result from a brutal rape mm. experience And this just flared everything up Into her mind That she was at the point Of taking her life yeah, So it could be In an amazing healing space, space For that but, Yeah But it yeah. wasn't So now <laughs> she is even worse off Than she ever was before Because of that lack Of comprehensive information And care mm. Across the whole lifestyle mm. So a listener sent a question in for you, which is quite interesting. Um, when you see that your way is the only way as a dom, that becomes a limitation on, on the spectrum, on the possibilities. I don't say that my, my way is the only way. Okay. Um, l let's go back 12 years. I spent a year, 16 hours a day, six days a week, mm. learning, teaching, being tied up, trying everything to understand what it is, number one, that I'm inflicting on someone else, what what was going to happen if things did go pear-shaped. Um, I researched the crap out of everything. I had my clients teach me. So for a year, 
I trained for six days a week, 16 hours a day, to learn what are the pitfalls, what are the safety issues, how do you do things properly, ask the questions, etc. All of that before I even dared kind of say, well, okay, I'm, I'm now, I can call myself a dominatrix. Now, the other thing is, you know, I get a lot of ladies that say, well, teach me to be a dom. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Number one, your posture is incorrect, okay? Because, you know, you've got rounded shoulders and it's not believable, okay? Um, you cannot learn this overnight. It's, it is, it is a learning thing that is, that takes time. I mean, I'm still learning 12 years later before, you know, I can actually, I, I still don't consider myself a master. I'm concerned about the safety. I'm concerned about the safety of, especially the young people that are coming in. They, 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 they don't know what they, what they're up against. And we live, you know, if you go overseas, it's a 50-50 split between doms and subs. And within the doms, it's still a 50-50 split between male and female. In this country, I can literally list five women that are dominant. The rest of the girls are all subs. And all the doms are men. And I have an issue with that. I'm kind of like, well, what is wrong with this picture? Where, where, why is it so misogynistic? Hmm. And I'm not saying that my way is the only way, but I'm just seeing things going pear-shaped and I'm concerned. I'm very concerned. So an interesting thing from what you've said, and I'll come back to that, but Trevor has been noticeably quiet for the last <laughs> 26 minutes. It was that lack of coffee. <laughs> you didn't give me coffee, John T. <laughs> Well, we need to learn to function without our addiction sometimes. That's not an addiction. It's <laughs> a need to have. <laughs> Orange is not his color, I promise yeah. you. No, but don't you know, I've been listening, but, you know, I agree with what's being said. Mm. And I think the, one of the biggest things that I've noticed, especially, is, you know, when people take alcohol. You know, you cannot consent, and we've seen it in any environment. Mm. It doesn't matter whether it's a swingers party, whether it's a BDSM party, whether it's a private party, same thing applies. Alcohol and drugs, any, mm. anything that diminishes your capacity. And that's an enormous part mm. of South African culture, yeah. full stop, Great. that yes. people cannot enjoy themselves without, without a substance. alcohol. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's a huge um, problem, I and, think. And it goes, it lends itself, I mean, obviously through the LGBT side and through um, Antopia. You know, we've had lots of inquiries and, you know, I deal with lots of people. Mm. And on the BDSM side, it's exactly the same, you know. And, you know, I'll give an example. I had one couple, married couple, came to ask me and they mm. wanted to for me to do a play with them on a BDSM side. And I said to them, I said, okay, well, what do you want? And he said, well, X, Y, and Z. I said, mm, but that's not clear enough. And I said, if, if we're going to be doing a play, I need to be clear what I'm going to be doing. And I gave them research material. To this day, I'm waiting for them to come back to me mm. because they actually don't know what they want. And I think that's the biggest mm. challenge. And when people go to, let's say, a party, they go there with the intent to find out more about it. And I think they often don't get someone to mentor them and to show them the ropes. And I think that's a big thing. And Is that because uh, people are not interested in mentoring or teaching? Possibly. Or they don't know how to because they've never mm. been mentored themselves. Mm. And in terms of the BDSM community, no one is actually stepping up and taking responsibility and saying, you know what, us as a community need to do X, Y, and Z. And they're not doing it. No so one's doing it. So everybody's involved in this. Yes. Yes. And the fact is if there was more or and deeper education, everybody would benefit. Correct. Yes. Correct. As an example, you know, from my, on a personal point of view, we've raised, I've raised certain things to certain clubs. And the only answer we got was a rebuttal 
and just completely ignored the concerns that we had from a safety point mm. of view. And I was taking a step back and saying, surely it's not about me. It's actually about the safety of every single person that goes to their party. Mm. And it's, it's, I, was, I was shocked. Mm. I really was. I think it's also money-driven. Mm. It is yes. money-driven. Yes. It is. Or it's their own personal ego. Mm. They're getting some out of it from having the young people come through, you know. Mm. So, interesting question is, and, and you brought this up, is that everybody who is going to be or thinks they are a dom or dominant mm. needs to have the experience of being submissive Good. to know yes. what yes. it is yes. that they are yes. doing. Yes. Yes? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and, that, the, and, the, and that's how I teach. That's how I teach. It's I do to you, you do to me, mm. so that everybody, mm. so that you understand what it is that you're you're dishing out. Mm. Um, you understand, you know, what it feels like to versus, you know, wood versus leather, and mm. this rope versus that rope. It's that, you know, I mean, I've had I've had lots of these these jerks come to come to workshops, and the number one, they they rock up with this attitude of, well, I'm a dom, I don't get tied up, and I'm like, ah, uh-uh, ah, step back outside, leave your attitude at the door. And, and try this again. Mm. And I tie them up and then I see the light, you know, behind the eyes and I have, they have that aha moment. And I'm like, like welcome to my world. Mm. Um, they, they, and when they do choose a mentor, it's the wrong kind of mentor. Mm. It's somebody who is, is only a sadist, only knows how to dish out pain. Instead of BDSM can be an, an incredibly erotic, sensual experience just yeah. with sen- sensation. And that's my mm-hmm. absolutely enjoyment and it, the pleasure. And the, the pain doesn't have to come into it at all. Mm. So when you talk about mentors, yes, they are mentors, but they're sadists. They are pure and utter sadists who have either mommy issues, daddy issues, woman issues, whatever it is. So people are looking up to these people and saying oh you know you are god i want to learn from you mm. but they are they themselves are doing it incorrectly where they're using a whip on the spine they they they're caning on the coccyx they are caning below below the bum and there's nerve damage down so, down, down the legs so a lot of that is education Absolutely. and information but these are the the mentors in inverted commas mm. i mean i've i've had a girl who who came to me and she said she was suspended by her thumbs are you out of your friggin' mind? Mm-hmm. She lost feeling in her hands for three months. Mm-hmm. Advocate A, how did you get involved in this world? Well, let's just say I, I know somebody that wanted to... Yeah, we all have a friend who... <laughs> <laughs> and we went through the whole process to, to give it to her. Um, it was not easy. You yeah. get a lot of fake people out there mm-hmm. that proclaim on these internet websites they're masters. Or they, they have no idea what a master is. I think she, even she, by Miss Page now said it, there's such a massive difference between a master and slave relationship mm. and a dominant mm. su- submissive relationship and most people out there don't even understand the difference so yes that's that's basically where we started um, mm. I think it was an incredible journey for my friend she enjoyed it um, she, luckily we had a good experience but there are many people that don't have that mm. experience that walk out of there that can't the problem is you can't how do you report something mm. not necessarily to, to, to the police but to Whoever's running the party. Now, who do you talk to? Who do you talk to? Yeah. There is yeah. no arbitration process because if, if you do raise something, you know, it's, it, it actually doesn't get dealt with with both parties. Mm. It's, it's this, this he said, she said, and it just keeps going on and on and on and on. But there is no one that says, okay, I'm going to mediate this, so, this thing. So the leaders of the community need the, to step up. I don't to call it a community anymore. I, I really, I hate that word. It's, mm. uh, for me, it's an aristocracy. It's, it's become an aristocracy.
aristocracy. It's the very few at the top who are so ego-driven. It's about their little fragile little egos. And when things do go wrong, there is no one that says, okay, I'm willing to hear both of you at a table and we mediate this and say, okay, this was what happened. This shouldn't have happened. Let's try and help this, this process. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just you get worked out. That's yeah. it. You get worked out and banned, yes. finished. You know what I'm getting from this? And it's fascinating because I see it through the world of, of sexuality. I see it in my own practice is that people are putting these experiences and their sexuality in a totally separate place to the rest of their lives and to who they are. Mm. Yes. And an enormous part of, of this is that when we are going to be involved in this work and in this field, we need to know that our sexuality is a part of us that needs to be healed, that needs to be learned, that needs to be grown. And it's not in this little box that we take out in very specific contexts and we use and we put it away again. My sexuality is part of my ego. It's part of my insecurity. It's part of my pain. It's part of my power, my magnificence. All of that. It's part of me. Yes. And I have to see it in that context. So as I heal and grow the rest of my mm. life, I need to do the same thing, that it needs yes. to be in a fuller context. Absolutely. That if I'm going to be involved in doing something as a dom, male or female, mm. if I'm going to be involved as a sub, male or female, I need to understand about healing. I need to understand about energy. Yes. Mm. I need to understand about communication. Absolutely. And we need to put it in this bigger context. Yes. Yeah. And very much, obviously, that's coming out as a, as a lack. Mm. Total lack. In, in this. Glante, it, it lends itself, and you mentioned the last thing about communication, and I know we've spoken about this before. Um, you know, and in any relationship, there's that, if you don't have clear communication, not only with your partner, but in a play, you, you don't know what mm. you don't know. Yeah. And the other person needs to understand where you're coming from and what is a hard limit, what's not. Yeah. And unless you've got, for example, a, a 25 detailed pages of what is okay and what is not, and the other person actually hears mm. what you say. But a lot of people don't know what's okay for them and what's not because they don't even know the options and choices. So somebody, um, a listener sent something through, says there's no authority, just self-proclaimed gods. Absolutely. 100%. Totally. 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 I mean, you look at on the other aspect with BDSM with Advocate A and his friend, how who trains the friend or the partner to now help the submissive through their drops Mm. and what's going to happen Mm. in the next week and you know, on, on a personal basis with that, because nine times out of ten, if you're involved with somebody, you're not their dom or their submissive, mm. because it's a totally different aspect mm. to sexuality. But that is going to come home. It's going to come back into your bedroom. It's going to come back into your space. Mm. So you as the support to this person, how are you taught to be there for them? Mm. And, you know, what I'm getting a lot from this is that there's not a lot of recognition of the healing side of no, this. No, there isn't. Nothing. It's who, it's who can inflict the most damage. And that's it. And the healing side of it is enormous. And yeah. that probably is the biggest thing for most people who step into mm. the space. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. Because whether it's something as simple as being blindfolded and tickled yes. or a serious play of a suspension, yes. for example, yes. on the other end of the, of, of the spectrum. It's from surrendering to the inner child yeah. to coping with trauma and to being able to hand over the So we need brains. to see it yeah. much more as a healing experience mm. than anything else. And if you looked at it as a as a possibility to do healing, mm. 
It would change the mindset of how it's yes. done. Well, you know, a few months ago, we did a phenomenal interview um, with a guy called Body who lives in, in Thailand who is using Shibari mm. as a healing experience where he's taking people through two or three hour sessions, mm. even longer. That includes music, um, that includes sounds, that includes touch and putting it in this context. And it's phenomenal what he's doing in that space. Yeah. And for so many people, that's what they're going there for, mm. is to experience these aspects of ourselves. And there's a big part of, of, of bondage play that has nothing to do with sex. No, but from not. what you guys are saying, a lot of it is coming down, down to, to a sexual yes, experience. Yes, yes. So instead of people being willing to say, I want to have sex with you, yes, I want to yeah. fuck you, there's this whole kind of context around it that's taking away from that. Yeah, and whole possessive. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is. and if we yeah. want sex, then let's say that and let's have sex. Yes, yes. and yeah. then we'll say yes or no. Yes, yes. correct. Yeah. Instead of mm. saying I need to do it in this way, yes. and this is how I'm going to get there. Because a lot of a lot of people who are these these dimly dimes, they all started in the swinging environment mm. where it was just sex, mm. but now you know they they they're now in the BDSM and calling themselves doms. And they're still in, in their heads as well. I'm going to get laid tonight. So I'm mm. just going to find the sexiest thing on, on the floor and I'm going to flog her and I'm going to tie her up and everything. And then I'm going to take her to the back room and, and fuck her. Mm. Well, well, that's fabulous, dude. But you know, that, that's not what BSM should be about. Mm. It's about the destination. BSM is supposed to, you need to tell a story. It's about telling a story. Mm. It's about taking someone on a journey. It's not about the destination at all. It's not about it. Mm. And I've seen lots of people during the course of a relationship, a domination, submissive relationship, they find or discover new things that they want. Mm. They didn't even know they wanted to do this or that. Mm. Or they found that they don't like this. And that's where if it's a good relationship between the master and the sub or the slave, then... Then it, it works. It works. Yeah. yeah. So your friend had wonderful experiences. What did you get from this? I saw that amazing eye low that she's talking about. Yeah. Um, it's, it's fascinating. And now somebody can be dominated mentally. To such a degree that, that you almost have to, like I said earlier, you can't get up in the morning unless you've been mm. told to. It's fascinating. Um, I don't know why my friend had that need, but whatever it was, she, she got the solution and she enjoyed it. Mm. And what was the impact on the rest of her life? Well, not so much. Um, I think we compo- she, compo- uh, she placed it in a little box Yeah. Um, because she does have a family. Um, but in general, it was a good experience for her. Um, mm. I think it's made her confident. It made mm. it, yeah, yeah. Definitely. She's definitely. compared to the person I met right in the beginning, where she would be off with the dom and advocate A would be sitting nursing mm. his his drink in the corner, <laughs> waiting yeah. patiently for her. <laughs> <laughs> to see the lady from that time to now, mm. I mean, Deeply she has different. blossomed, yeah, you know, to her true self and her light and. Yeah, who she can be. So there has been yes. a huge a impact huge on the rest of her life. Yeah, and I think yeah. there's a couple of people like, for example, we've got businessmen, mm. um, mothers who have children. Mm. They just want it for a little while, just to lose don't, control. Yes, don't mm. make, they don't yeah. want to make decisions. They they just want somebody else to make their decisions mm. and control them. Mm. That's one aspect of PDSM. Mm. I mean, there's so many others, but that's the one I've experienced. Yeah. No, absolutely, and it allows us to step into those different aspects of ourselves. Yeah. Like for me, I was always much more comfortable with the feminine part of my sexuality, with that softness, yes. the gentleness, yes. the sensuality. 
And then having a lover yes. who was incredibly powerful and demanded that real masculine fuck God of me. And that was a hard place for me to go to in the beginning. I had to go. But the freedom that it brought was amazing and the learning and the I healing. I think we know who you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, you know, that's really incredible. Yeah. Um, and that's those are the possibilities mm. that this does give us. Yeah. In so many ways You explore those places that society tells you You shouldn't mm. And you, you find a lot of answers in those places Yeah, yeah. And you know my friend Galen in America Is a, a therapist who fe- specializes in fetish And, and, mm. and kink work And um, he's, termed a, 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 he's, he's coined a term That we talk about lots Called sexual authenticity disorder Correct. Which most of us suffer from Simply yeah. because we are not the fullness mm. Of yeah. our mm. authentic selves and the extension of that is the emotional self that it brings us. Mm. Um, and that's what this world, in essence, should be giving us. Yeah. Because that's the purpose of going there. And that's way beyond mm. simply the experience and the sensation. Totally. Fascinating stuff it is. It's still quiet in the corner. <laughs> Trevor's too quiet. Maybe after after this we need to do like a caffeine infusion. (laughs) (laughs) Intravenous drip. (laughs) Yeah. There was one of my favorite authors um, who died a little while ago, Hunter S. Thompson, Mm -hmm. has had a couple of movies made about his life, and an early one was called Where the Buffalo Roam. And in one of the first scenes of the movie, he walks into a courtroom with a bottle of whiskey and a drip stand. I'm sure someone here would understand that concept. I would. Yes. <laughs> the last line of the movie was one that stuck me, stuck with me forever, which was, as weird as it got, it never mm. got weird enough for me. I think you guys can. I think you guys can all relate to that. I think the one question I might have for Advocate A here is: so now we, you know, we've put it out there that there are things that are not right within this aspect of the alternative lifestyle and. Where do people go to get that support if they feel they're in a position now that they need more than just a sit down? Well, I think the community needs to step up and do that. Um, there's a couple of groups that mm. host these parties. I know it's a, <laughs> I know the politics behind it. But every group of people, they form associations, everybody, from lawyers, psychologists, whatever. Maybe that's an idea to form a committee type of thing for the BDSM world, where people or take responsibility. Yeah, mm. uh, which there is none at the moment. Mm. I've suggested to these ladies as well that maybe we should put cameras in the rooms with sound, mm. not for us purposes of us watching it. Just from a safety point if of there's view. a problem, but from mm-hmm. a safety point of view, we can go back and somebody that knows what it's about can go back and watch that he or she exceed the rules. Uh, Whatever the case is But don't we have a a, a danger with that Of creating like a Mm. big brother type Society You know of Because you don't agree with the way Something was done That that, that's the place we go to You kind of buggered each way Either Mm. way Mm. You know Because if something's happening Behind a closed door you, you don't know what's going on in mm. there. You don't know if consent was actually given. You don't know how safe or sane it actually was. Mm. The dungeon you know, was the, the, the yeah. dungeon yeah. monitors and that, that they can't see what's going on. So is the so rule at a party that if a door's closed, not even a dungeon master no, may enter? You can't get in. Yeah. You cannot get in. And, okay. and, and, and they I, lock the door from and the inside. And I have a problem mm. with that because now what happens is two months down the line, their, their relationship falls apart, mm. whatever, whatever. The submissive now decides, okay, well, you know what, screw you. I'm not going to take you 
to to court for abuse, for for rape, for for whatever, and nobody knows what what went what on behind that. Yeah, yeah. is where the answer is. You know, and then you, you the, the other the other issue I have is that these these dungeon monitors, they 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 get elected. Some of them have been in the scene for a whole of five minutes, and now they're this dungeon monitor, who's supposed to make a call on whether a play is safe, whether it's sane, whether it's consensual, all of that nonsense. Um, and they they are sitting and caring, and not actually doing their job of. Walking around the club to make sure that everything is okay, that nobody's fainted, because I've seen people faint and the dominant run, absolutely run, for the hills. It hasn't a clue how to get this person back, sort of like with the program. Um, they they're sitting and catering, or or they're actually playing themselves. That is not what why you've been elected. You've been elected to actually watch over this so-called community, and they're not doing it. They're not doing their job. Mm. And it's, and it's, John D, I'm sorry, this is like a serious issue for me. It's, um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm very passionate about it. And it's, and I, yes, I'm angry. I'm very, very angry because it's, it's something that I've worked so hard, so hard to, to make people aware of and to build my business on. And, and it's just, I'm seeing being flushed down the toilet. And, and the only time these people are going to wake up is when someone dies. Mm. I mean, they have no idea who's got what medical condition. You know, if somebody's an epileptic, has, has electrodes in their heads to, con- uh, you know, contain um, Parkinson's disease, mm. you know, whether someone's a diabetic, whether someone's, uh, you know, allergic to, to foods because the one club I know serves, serves meals. So, I don't know, nuts could end up in, in mm. that meal. There's, there's no medic box. There's no medic on site. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got seven minutes to get that person to a hospital, yeah. you know, when they're going to anaphylactic shock. And medication's Goodness. a big one. What yeah. medication what people are exactly. on and what to do with it. Exactly. Mm. You know, and then, you know, it's, it's you know, they, 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 they're downing booze. You don't know what meds they're on. Mm. And now they're going into play. I mean, mm. one, one woman, she had a flogging from some guy. She, he, he said thanks for the play, walked off. She then sat down on a, on a mm. massage bed, promptly rolled over and broke her femur. Because she was still in subspace, and nobody was there to catch her, and and to break your femur, you, you need to like like fall seriously hard. So, do we need like um, paramedics at everybody's yes, party? Yes, absolutely. We've suggested, we've suggested it. Yeah, absolutely. Fell on, fell on deaf and a full medic box with an with an EpiPen and asthma pump and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. They need all of that stuff, yes, and they're yes. not doing it. It's not Sharpies hard. bins. It's not hard. No. There are members of the paramedic community within the lifestyle. I'm sure Just there as are. there are There are police officers Who are in the lifestyle There are advocates mm. In the lifestyle. lifestyle You know So the police officer Is going to turn a blind eye Because it's in the lifestyle Until mm. there's a point That he can't mm. Do we want that situation Created Where he's going to Lock the front doors And say to everybody Well you guys are here Until the rest of mm. The team arrive So you yeah. guys are kind of Really looking at prevention Rather yeah. than cure You Absolutely talk, you talk about Let's somebody make it dying. different Before mm. something extreme Happens yes. you, talk, yes. you talk about somebody dying um, End of last year Beginning of this year A young girl Who has attended parties Did manage to asphyxiate herself Playing alone at home mm. So she yeah. did die From asphyxiation yeah. People are going to do that yeah. Now is you, know, you have to wonder yourself as an attendee, was that because she didn't know to push the limits back? Her family, of course, were horrified. They knew mm. nothing about this aspect of her life. Now, had she been able to turn to somebody in a more safer and saner environment, would she have been taught more guidelines? Would, she, would have somebody been able to say to her, look, do not do that at mm. home, really. It is a no-go zone, you know, whatever drove her. But, yes, the deaths are happening. Mm. You know, it's interesting. I remember going to a a bondage party quite a few years ago, 
And the guy pulled a flogger out of his bag that was actually made of chain. Um, he was in an extreme relationship. And a dungeon master was there in 10 seconds yeah. and took this away from him so and said, no, this is not you. what yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah. There was no blood play that night. Mm. This is what it was. Mm. And I remember this being a, a really safe space. Mm. So what changed this over ego. the years? Because I'm talking mm. probably... Um, probably four or five years ago. It's ego. ego. Uh, um, it's ego. And it really is ego. And, and money. money. And money. And money. Yeah. Yeah. And money. Explain because, the money side. Because the party, the party owners, well, they call themselves party owners. Mm. You can't own a party. You're an organizer. Um, okay. So the party so organizer. The party organizer. Um, they they charge X amount at the door. Mm. Okay. So. Um, and then they give a percentage of the so-called attendees. But I know that they they jip over the books as well. So, you know, they have a secret list that gets in for free and that, that money or whatever goes into the, the back pockets type of story. So the venue at the end of the day doesn't actually, if you're not standing there at the cash register, you don't know you, because you're going on someone's word that these, these are the amount of people that came in. There's my percentage for, for the venue hire and, you know, off you go. So, so somebody's running the parties as a business. As a business. And that's so their concern that, is how much money they mm, can make. Abs- from it. Absolutely. So obviously the more, the more people they, they get in, no matter mm. whether they're 18 or 70, the more money they're getting, well, you know, it's, that, that's great. You know, mm. it's, you know, it's money it's for, through the door. it's feed yeah. through the door. Mm. And there's no guarantee that those people coming through the door are members mm. no. or that they've been through any process. Mm. Of any kind. Of mm. any kind. And, so and, most and, and sorry, John, and the mm. other thing as well is just to link into what Ms. Page has said is that there's no verification of ID. So you don't know, and it lends itself to that whole age thing, that you don't know that those people coming on are who they say they are, which is the other concern. So you could have people walking in the street, which again, again addresses the issue of safety. At least mm. at the clubs, I feel there's a little bit safety. Mm. Safety net. There are other people you can Correct. go talk to if you really need to talk to Correct. somebody. Mm. But what's the more private. concerning for me is these people advertising to be subs or masters or privately, and they that's very mm. dangerous. Is, uh, so. For all your listeners, I would never do it privately. I would mm. rather go to a club. At least there's some element of safety. Uh, and we've said mm. the same thing when we've done shows about swinging, for example. Mm. Go to a club. Let's mm. just say yeah. you, you don't know, know what's what the happening. Maniac there. on the other side is that you no. can meet. Yeah. You have no idea. You have to trust it's absolute in this mm. BDSM relationships. Mm. It's absolute. Trust. And there are people doing some amazing work oh, in the field, yeah. doing some amazing healing. Yeah. But you have to be really careful and really kind of weed them all out. Do and and at the moment it's 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 about the ego. It's about who can get the 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 prettiest picture for fat life, so that so that you get your, you know your likes and your loves and etc etc mm. and, and and who can inflict the most damage it's become a competition of the ego mm. i mean I've, I've watched many a dom in a party situation where they are so busy looking around them as to who is actually watching them play instead of their attention actually being on the person that they're playing with so you know it's it's and and, and for me it's i work on energy as well and I, I don't care who's watching. My concern is the person in front of me that I'm playing with. I don't care about everybody else. I'm not care. I don't worry about a picture. If, if, if the savvy wants a picture, well, that's great. You get someone else to take it, but I'm not, it's, it's about the submissive. It's not about feeding your own ego to get a beautiful picture or a so-called beautiful picture with running blood for, for your fat life profile. And it's become a pro, it's become a competition of running blood. So where do we start to change it? Trevor first. I think there has to be a willingness from, from people in the, in the community, for want of a better word, mm-hmm. um, to be actually step up and actually have a willingness to look at it. And they're not. 
Um, and, you know, from personal experience, like I said, we've, we've raised it with, um, call it event uh, organizers, and it just gets brushed off. Mm. Um, and I think that for me is a big concern. Um, because it then raises the question of where do you go, and if people are interested, where do they actually go to? Mm-hmm. Because at the moment, the clubs are a starting point, other than by word of mouth. Mm, yeah. God, SD, where do we start to change it? Um, pretty much on the same path as Trevor. We need to get everybody together at a round table mm-hmm. with the egos parked outside next to the motor vehicles. And we need to, as a community on a whole, not have different rules at different venues, not have different expectations at different venues. This needs to be a uniform. This is the lifestyle in, in South Africa. This is the legal ramifications. These are these ramifications. Those are those ramifications. As a u- complete community, we have a base guideline to step up from. So if person A goes to club B or club C, there's no difference in what they're going to experience. Mm. Advocate A, where do we start to change it? I would like to see a system where people are certified. Mm. They, they go through a course like what was suggested. I think maybe the owners of the venue not the body organizers, mm. the owners of the venue should lay down certain rules mm. and say, it is our venue and we're responsible ultimately. So maybe in that sense, it's also something that can be looked at. So that your body organizer can't overrule your basic guidelines mm. saying they must mm. be a medic. Mm. Uh, I think as a venue owner, you have mm. to do that. Yeah. I, think. Mm. I support yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mistress Page, where do we start? Well, I'm, I'm launching a training, mentorship and grading program next year. Mm. Um, I'm just obviously putting all the information together because they, they're going to be very intensive workshops. And, and yes, I, I would like to see submiss- submissives and doms alike come to these workshops and actually get graded and actually get a certificate that says, I know what I'm doing with a flogger. I know what I'm doing with a cane. I know what I'm doing with a piece of rope, but I'm not, I'm not good at a whip. I'm mm-hmm. not good at this. Um, and, and you actually have, have a piece of paper that says these, these are what I'm, I'm good at, eight out of ten, seven out of ten, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and that goes onto your profile. And then the, the other thing what I'd like to see is with, with the, with the parties is that number one, there are IDs shown at, at the door. Uh, because I've, I've mm-hmm. seen these profiles. They, they're 18 on this profile and all of a sudden they're 38 on this profile. And it's like, but I know that you're 18 and you, you're not actually, Legal by BDSM international standards to come to to uh, a, a social event, mm. and the other thing is um, that from from the party organizers' point of view is that they they have a piece of paper on everybody or or a, an internet thing mm. on everybody that says these are my medical conditions, this is what you do when this happens, emergency numbers, etc. 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 This is what I'm allergic mm. to, so that. When when we do have the medics, at least you're not like floundering around thinking, well, what the hell happened? Mm. You know, is it asthma? Is it this? Is it whatever? So at least there, there's a record somewhere, and that I've been fighting mm. for seven years to get yeah. right. And because that, most people so are just there by nickname, yeah. and that's the sum that's total the, you know. So the interesting thing about that is then people are going to have to at some point acknowledge what it is that they're doing Correct. and reveal that yes. mm. as a part of their life, and yes. that's mm. for most people. Mm. In this world yes. A scary, scary thing That's a very yeah. scary yes. thing it is. So what's coming through More than anything else here Is that we need to put A lot of other stuff aside And understand that There's a bigger picture And the mm. bigger picture Is the experiences The play, the healing Everything else mm. Is the BDSM mm. itself In whatever form that takes 
and put everything else make well, it needs a secondary to that. It needs to be safe. That's all I want is to be safe. And we it's can, not safe. We yeah. can have a hundred good, good build-up stories yeah. in the media. It takes one bad story yeah, to destroy absolutely. it. Mm. So, stopper. We are going somewhere totally different. <laughs> Gobstoppers are false eyelashes that porn stars wear to stop ejaculate getting in their eyes. Oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> that is what Gobstoppers are. Now, you know, we're going to go try and find a pair. <laughs> no. <laughs> so. Tomorrow is Pride at Melrose Arch, Joburg Pride. Um, I will be there. And if you're there, please come say hi. We will be around um, in the afternoon, and it will be really cool to what say hi to you. What time is it ending? I have no idea. I know the build-up is at 12 or 12.30. 12 mm-hmm. The parade is at, I think, 2.30. The after party, I think, is 7, 7.30. In between, I don't know. I'm going to be there. I'm wearing a yellow tutu. I probably <laughs> am wearing a multicolored clown Are wig. you wearing heels? I am not. Oh, oh don't you? Don't Because I'm walking around. I'm walking around, not so? sitting. So, so my, my heel walking is not fantastic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for sharing with us. This has really been interesting, and it's such an important discussion and something we can really, really come back to. So thank you for contributing and, sh- and sharing your stories. Thanks for having us. Tuesday night's workshop is conscious self-pleasuring. We are all playing with ourselves, so let's learn how to make it Awesome. So we're going to talk about sexual energy, using sexual energy for healing, for meditation, um, expanded orgasm on your own, and really interesting things. So that's on Tuesday night. Information is on my website, www.eroslife.co.za. Once again, thank you all. Thank you, John. Thank thank you, John. And I wish you so much pleasure. This is cliffcentral.com.